Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, if you're listening to this in real time, it is December 26th, the day after Christmas, and I know many of you are off this week, so I hope that you're all celebrating and enjoying life, whether you're with family, friends, or all by yourself, enjoying alone time, having a nice cup of hot cocoa or a cup of coffee like I just had. Um, so welcome to Last First Date Radio. This is Sandy Weiner, your host, and I am the confidence, communication, and love coach for women over 40. And every Tuesday for the last five years, I've been interviewing top experts and cutting-edge authors who teach you how to attract and sustain healthy relationships. Today, I am honored to be speaking with love coach Dina Robison about how to deliberately attract in your beloved. And um, I am, oh my God, you know, this is, this. I'm excited about this show because most of us are not deliberate in how we go about dating and relationship. We're kind of dating in the dark, and I know I did that for many years, and it doesn't work so well. I mean, it can if you're lucky, um, but, but luck, love doesn't just happen to lucky people. It happens to people who really understand the skills that it takes and who unblock the blocks that we have. Um, I... I talk to so many women and I see how many people are really hurting and they're bringing their past pain to relationships today. So if that's you, know that you can have a different outcome when you have new knowledge. It brings new power and new new information is so important. So I'm excited to talk to Dina in just a minute. Every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value, and this week's tip is step number 25, which is to let go of toxic people in your life. Many of us still have people in our lives who are really toxic, and sometimes they're related to us, and sometimes they're people who who we work for or with, or they could even be our friends. And part of this whole process of calling in the right love for you is also making sure that you're living your life in alignment in every respect. So if you have toxic people, know that you don't have to be with them. Even if they are family members, you can change how you interact with them by setting new boundaries or by creating space. So please take back your power and know that your life can be so much less stressful when you have less toxic people in it. Um, If you're not yet in my private Facebook group, I always give a shout-out to my group, Your Last First Date. We have over 2,000 women as of this week. We hit a new milestone. So the conversation there is always positive and supportive. This is not a man-bashing group. This is not a woman-bashing group. We do not allow people to go off the rails. This is a place to come for support, to celebrate our wins, and to get support around our challenges. So if you're not yet a member, join my private Facebook group, Your Last First Date. All right, and now for my guest, Dina 
Robison is a deliberate love coach. She's also a certified law of attraction coach and a certified yoga and meditation instructor. She inspires women to deliberately attract the love that they want. She is joyfully married. She has two amazing daughters, and she lives in Sunnyvale, California. So join me now for episode number 286, How to Deliberately Attract Your Soulmate. Welcome to the show, Dina. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, So let's start with, I always like to know, how you got into this work. What was that like? Was there a pivotal moment in your life that was like, ah, I got something changed. Oh, yeah. I have to help other people. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Well, it didn't become real work. First, it was the work on me. (laughs) Then I decided to help others. Well, um, long story short, it was um, basically, it was the end of 2008, early 2009. I was in my my last um, unfulfilling relationship. That really just woke me out of my slumber with the slap in the face. And um, that really, uh, I realized I had to break the cycle that I was on. I was continually repeating these same patterns. And it kind of seemed like um, each relationship was a little bit like uh, spiraling out of control and ending a little bit sooner. Um, with ultimately the same result. There would be little small differences, but ultimately the same result. So I finally said, uh, okay, what can I do differently? I need to do something differently to break this pattern. So I basically stopped dating for a couple of years. I really changed my life. I uprooted things. I I moved from New York City back to my family's uh, origin, my family home in California, and just kind of started over. And did a lot of soul searching and meditation, coaching programs, um, a lot of growth. And then at the end of 2010, at the New Year's 2011, I knew I was really ready to attract my soulmate. And so I began dating again early 2011 and um, met my soulmate in May of May of that year. And he proposed mm. New Year's uh, New Year's Eve seven months later, so it was um, New Year's 2012, and then we got married the following August. So uh, since then, as far as making this my work, I I had to notice that a lot of people in my life were uh, following my same patterns. Um, Like you mentioned at the beginning, just kind of dating um, without thinking about it, without a focus. And uh, a lot of my friends were still coming to me for advice. I felt like people were kind of drawn to me for for just advice and encouragement in this area. Um, so I felt like, uh, why not teach this and coach on this? And um, hopefully I can make this journey be a lot more enjoyable and the results come quicker for other women than it did for me. Mm. Yeah, make the journey more enjoyable and quicker. I totally yeah. hear you. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I was listening to Martha Beck the other day, and she was saying how she read gazillions of books and took, like, you know, took every source from everywhere that she finds. And she goes, I read all the books so you don't have to, and I do all those things so you you don't have to do them all. I'll give it to you in the most concise way. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's really what we do. It's um mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love I love that with the work you were you attracted him in so quickly and um mm-hmm. and that's really where a lot of people they don't realize that when you figure that part out and really take a break and see what your responsibility is in the process, everything changes. Exactly. It was completely different, and um, it didn't need to be long. We were very focused. I mean, mean, by the third date, we were already kind of discussing our futures, (laughs) possible futures Mm. together. And Mm -hmm. and normally, you know, a a mainstream kind of thought is that that would be a no-no. You'd turn the other person off, but we both knew what we wanted. And so we were engaged in seven months, and um, we were married 15 months after meeting and it really can be that easy when you're focused mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you I think you know people talk about love at first sight I think it's it's not just about the butterflies that you feel it's really a sense of knowing and recognizing the qualities mm-hmm. because you've done the work so let's talk about what is that deliberate attraction and and how is it different from what most people do yeah. Well, deliberate attraction is basically having as much clarity as possible and really just having a clear focus on the type of person that one wants to attract and the type of relationship one one wants to be in and also just about a person's life, their life goals in general. And once someone has that clarity, they're then able to date specifically with that end in mind. So it's really the opposite of the I'll know him when I meet him or mm-hmm. or I'm just waiting to see about the attraction or the chemistry. Uh it's really knowing what you want from the very beginning. Mhm. Right. So people have this this false sense of I'll just know it and if it's meant to be it'll find me and all this other fallacy <laughs> stuff, right? That that one drives me crazy. Um yeah. so yeah, so let's say um you've done this work. Um and how so how does dating change? Like what's what's different? Well, so for example, if you've done the work and you're going into the dating scenario, being crystal clear on who you are and what you want in your life and who your soulmate partner is um, and the type of relationship you want, it makes it a whole lot simpler because you can really go straight to that. So what I have clients do, what I recommend in my courses, is that you really, um, really meditate on where your soulmate is going to be, potentially be, and... Um, you live your life as if, so you're going to the places that the type of person you want to meet is, and um, you're living your life with your goals in mind from the soul level. I like to think of it that way. And um, so when you're meeting and dating to get to know people, you have that partnership in mind, and you're much more likely to find someone that you're going to connect with on that level because you're going to straight to where they are at. And this applies to even online dating. I actually met my husband online, and um, he actually had seen me before in a yoga class but didn't talk to me, but had Mm. thought about it, but talked himself out of it. But uh, I just had this sense. I really meditated on this, and I, I, I prayed about it, like, what should I do? And I really got the sense that I needed to go online, even though 
I had a lot of resistance to it. But um, just six weeks from being on that site, I, I met him. And um, But with the online dating is um, you use that information and clarity that you have on your soulmate to decide which site to go on. Mm-hmm. And I don't recommend being on many multiple sites that can get too crazy. But um, as far as what sites to go on, how to um, write your profile to – draw him in to attract the right person in and to seek the right match based on his profile as well. So basically you have a lot more guidance um, as to what you can do as far as action steps to meet the person that you want to meet as opposed to just going anywhere and everywhere and hoping that you're going to attract him at any restaurant or bar or any party, um, but really taking specific actions that will bring you closer to your potential soulmate. Mm-hmm. So you meditated about where your husband would be, and where were those places? I'm just curious. Well, I really want. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted someone spiritual because I'm spiritual and I'm a yogi, um, yogini. And and I'm into meditation and, of course, all this personal and spiritual growth. So I really wanted someone that was on that same page or at least had a really good understanding and um, would support me in that. So, you know, I figured spiritual centers, um, you know, non-denominational spiritual spiritual centers, yoga places. Um, But ultimately, the reason why I went online was because I was not dating, I was not meeting people and I wasn't getting dates so ultimately I felt like oh I need to have go on dates and um, uh, there was another reason that just left my mind at the moment but um, I really felt guided that that was the right thing to do Uh and so he he tells this story all the time he was about to quit because he had been on it for years and then he decided to do one more search and I, I made my uh, profile very intentional. I was very honest and open. I talk about that in one of my courses. But um, he, he he searched the words for spirituality, and that's mm. when I popped up. And when And when my picture popped up, he immediately recognized me because he had been to one of my yoga classes. I was teaching at one of the popular local gyms. Mm. I was actually subbing that class. And he immediately recognized me, and he had kept going back to that class hoping to see me, and I wasn't yeah. there because I, I had I was a sub that time. Wow. So I don't know at what time, uh, exactly what month he had seen me at the yoga class, but um, it was six weeks from when I joined the, the online dating site that he contacted me, and we had our first phone conversation. He just said, I've been to one of your yoga classes. I was like, really? That's I don't so remember funny. him actually but um so i did end up meeting a yogi, a yogi who was spiritual he did the keyword search spirituality um yeah. and found me that way and actually it wouldn't have worked if i hadn't have had been as intentional and focused as i was because he really wanted someone um who knew what they wanted and and wanted to start a family and he wanted a yogini, someone he could meditate with as well. So um, mm. that's how that 
worked out. And yeah, so what site were you on, if I may ask? Uh, Match.com. I went for the biggest, oh, okay. the biggie. Yeah, uh, so I highly recommend Match too, but there are a lot of sub, um, like small boutique sites that are geared towards spiritual people, and I found because I I was really excited about some of them when they started, and yeah. I found that the the selection was so small, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning, that I and 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 a lot of them were not very. Um, they didn't seem very stable, um, you know. Yeah. So, so the, here's the problem, and I'm I'm wondering about this for you. Um, like when I first started looking for people who were more spiritual and more in touch with who they were, more evolved, I ended up attracting men who were overly feminine. Like they were really in their mm. feminine energy, and they really turned me off. And I I, I met men who mm-hmm. were in charge of men's groups who were like tree-hugging, really strange. Um, mm. I had a guy once, I had a date with a guy who, who literally would hug trees when we were walking in a park. He just kept stopping to hug trees, mm. and then he was like feeding squirrels off of his finger. And I'm like, you know, you can get rabies. Wow. I, it really freaked me out. So I, I kind of went in the opposite direction. And I always wonder if, you know, maybe it's, that's much more common with men who are more spiritual sometimes. I don't know if you found that mm-hmm. um, in your search. Yeah, and also just continually with people I know, um, sometimes I run into that at um, our spiritual centers that we go to, and even some of his friends possibly. Um, uh, yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Um, I don't I feel like my husband's got just the right balance, but I would just say keep looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or maybe okay. appreciate the positive qualities that you did find in that person and, and recognize mm-hmm. that and be like, okay, I, I want more of this, this, and this, but um, it would be nice also if there was some additional, you know, this, this, and that. And I would just say keep looking. Yeah. And um, what I always recommend is, have your most um, important values, of course, kind of down on your your list and be focused on. But wherever you can possibly be open and open to the universe about your potential soulmate, then be open, whether that's Mm -hmm. an age range, ethnicity, where they live, whether they have kids or not, whether they're divorced or not, or... um, what profession they have, where, how, however much you can be open on the things that don't matter, then you can be more focused on the things that do matter. Does that make mm. sense? Oh, that's perfect advice. And I find that people get really caught up in things that don't matter so much and they end up negating whole groups of people that could be incredible potential partners and I think the more you're out there and date, the more you realize what you can be flexible on and the more you, you know, you can be you can be open on certain things and absolutely not open on others. And those are the only things that I think you should really stay true to, you know, character traits and things that are really important in a personality. But there's so many things that we can be flexible on. I Totally. Yeah, I think if more people listen to that one piece of advice... Um, they would they would probably find their partners so much sooner. Yes. So 
So let's talk about first dates because a lot of times I know that people want to know how do you ask the right questions and um, to really find out if there is serious potential, if they're looking for a serious relationship. What do you suggest? Uh, my suggestion for that is, and I did this myself, uh, is to ask open-ended questions that will allow him to just answer honestly and reveal his values and his goals. So you might be thinking, what is that? <laughs> so, for example, and I did one on my husband when I met him. I said, if you found your dream woman now, what would that look like? Because I just wanted to hear his response. I didn't want to ask him, are you looking for marriage? Are you looking for kids? Because I didn't want to put my idea on him and make him mm-hmm. think he had to respond in a certain way. I just wanted to know, honestly, what he what he saw life like if he met his dream woman. I had no idea that that would be me at the time. Um, <laughs> so he gave me his answer, and... Uh, you know, his answer was in alignment with what I envisioned as well. You know, he wanted to have a family and have a spiritual marriage. So um, so that really worked for me. That told me that he was serious about finding someone and that, of course, mm-hmm. he did want the same things I wanted. But other examples like that might be like um, – what do you see yourself doing in the next 10 years or what are some goals that you would still like to achieve? You know, what, um, what makes you happy? What makes you tick? So these are like really um, open-ended questions that will allow him to reveal the, his, the deepest, most important things about himself without you um, putting an idea on it if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think those are great. And I also started asking about family, um, their family of origin, because I find mm. um, how they speak about family of origin is really important. Because, um, you know, many of us did not have a great experience with our family of origin, but if yes. you have made peace and have done your work, then you're not going to be just bashing your family or bashing your ex or... You know, I, I I met a guy recently who said he has a sibling who has um, MS, who he's in constant contact with. She's in a nursing home, and um, and then he has a brother who he doesn't talk to. So mm-hmm. instead of writing him off and saying, "Why don't you talk to your brother?" and "What's wrong with you?" I asked him. I got curious, and he told me why. And it really had nothing to do with him as much as it had to do with his brother's wife and a big misunderstanding. So it made me see him differently. And I think it's important to have those conversations to see, you know, do you value family? Are you making an effort to uh, keep the peace? And, you know, and how are your friendships? Do you have friends? I have met men who don't have friends, and that's important to me that you nurture your friendships because if you do, then there's more of a chance you're going to, find romantic partnership to be an important part of your life. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I think just really knowing, like, how do they deal with with any kind of childhood trauma, if they've had anything, you know, are they healthy today? Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly. I mean, my demographic is over 40, uh, the people that I serve. So a lot of them are in their 50s and 60s and above. And they're not looking to grow a family and, 
right. you know, for the same kinds of things that you were looking for when you were getting married to your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so at every stage, I think we have to ask the questions that are important. Um, so is there one single most important thing that you can recommend that people do before dating so that they can deliberately attract the right partner? Yeah, and I uh, actually, we already touched on it, but um, it's basically being as clear as you can about who you are and your soul nature and to already live from that place and Mm -hmm. live the life that you intend to live with your soulmate partner now. And so um, what I mean is it's not like you're going to make dinner for two every night and he's not there. Um, What I mean by that is basically if you are seeking to feel loved and want to give love to someone, then find ways to do that now. Find ways to uh, live the values and live with the energy that you want to have with your soulmate partner now. Mm, I think that's so important. I remember Arielle Ford talking about even how you do feng shui in your house and the kinds of... Mm -hmm. The way you set up your bed, does it have one nightstand or two? Like, you know, do you have any room in your house and in your life for this person to come in? And a lot of people have it. They don't. They don't make the space and their room is all pink and they're... (laughs) um, Making space, yeah. Yeah. I was just um, talking to my son about Doctor Who. Have you ever watched Doctor Who? Not the... I've watched a few episodes of the current... uh, the correct yeah. rendition the current of it. Doctor Who, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of seasons. So the new yeah. Doctor Who is going to be a woman. And I was oh, just, yeah. Um, uh-huh. So he he just saw the, um, like, a little trailer for the new Doctor Who. And she and he becomes the woman in his transformation. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the whole spaceship also turned pink and, and like had fluffy cushions and like uh, and I think everybody would probably die. Okay, so I digress. Um so let's let's uh, can you share a success story, especially about a woman over forty, um, who who didn't think she could find love and how you helped her? Yes, I love this story. It's my favorite. So um I forget what year it is now. I think it was two thousand fourteen. Uh, Right after New Year's, she came to me heartbroken. She was a a woman in her, she was mid-40s at the time, living in Corsica, France, which is a small island. And uh, she was heartbroken because she had um, a romance that was long distance but ultimately didn't uh, work out. And she had a series of heartbreaks over the years, but she was really just um, like I was, you know, back in 2009, ready for that, a change. She wanted to get things back in order. She was living with her family, and so a lot of the familial um, relationship uh, challenges were coming up as well. And um, so I worked with her, and she really didn't have much hope in her mind of meeting someone because uh, in Corsica, it's a very small island, and um, there. It's mostly a tourist industry. So she didn't feel like there was really a lot of people. There wasn't a really big pool of people, of men to choose from. So um, what we ended up working on, we worked together six months, and we really were just getting her life back in order, healing the past relationships, um, creating a more positive energy around her. And I was helping her to live from her soul 
level, so from this soul place and reestablishing what's important to her. So uh, she had to realize that her passion was uh, was writing on her blog, and um, she kind of just wrote a really intellectual blog about life and really uh, incorporated really neat pictures, photos on it. So she was she began doing that, and then um, in that time, a man had become uh, started commenting on her posts, and he was a fan of her blog and liking it and all that. And uh, then they started emailing, and then they did like a collaboration together somehow, and they were skyping, and um, that's her soulmate. <laughs> this man who who was a fan of her blog, like she didn't even go on an online dating site. Wow. And long story short, they he's living in France with her now, and they are married, and they are traveling all all over Europe. He is um, a writer himself, and has um, he gets a lot of uh, guest uh, uh, guest speaking opportunities at conventions in the fields that he's in. So they're traveling around doing that. They're going to start a publishing company together. Uh, and this man is her soulmate. I mean, when, when she she sent me, like, uh, examples of, you know, his blog, and I read his writing, he is her match, you know, intellectually. I think um, on the outside, he was very different than kind of she had been used to before. But... This man is her soulmate, and that she has never been happier. Mm. And this all became because she was, she made that change. She recognized that something needed to change, and she found the guidance, and she started living from her soul and living her life, the life that she wanted to live when she was with her soulmate. And that was mm-hmm. by living her passion and writing and writing about things that were important to her. And there he was. And he was someone mm. in the United States, too. So he wasn't uh, even geographically near her, but they made it work. It, it was cu- quite a dramatic story. She had tried to come to the States first and got returned because she had the wrong type of visa. It's like a movie. And <laughs> then, um, so they hadn't even met in person this whole time, and they were, they had, they were Skyping and, you know, on the phone and all that. And then finally, he said, "I'm. I want to move anyway." So he moved to France. And <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's a great story. I, I love it for many reasons. One, because she really got in touch with her soul, and she was working in alignment with who she was and living in alignment. And and he found her, you know, through her writing, which is so wonderful. And you know, and and if she wasn't open she wouldn't have even probably recognized what was going on or been open to it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that people, this is one of those, you know, must-haves. He has to live within 30 miles of my home or forget it. Mm-hmm. I was just speaking to somebody today, and she said, I've done that long-distance thing. It doesn't work. I said, yeah, my guess is you've done all the work, you know, and you think that in order to make it work, you have to make all this effort. I said it doesn't always work that way. Like the right man is going to move a mountain for you, and you know if you're living from that place, because I've seen it happen too. I've seen it happen so many times. There was one client whose whose boyfriend was 45 minutes away, and that was a big pain in the butt for him. And he made it very obvious that Mm. it was was such an effort. And the next man she met lived three and a half hours away, and it was no problem. And he ended up marrying Mm -hmm. her. 
And they lived in two separate places for a while until he could move his practice to where she lived. And he he up he uprooted his entire life for her happily. Yes. Um. So it, with the right person, it's not an effort. With the wrong person, everything's exactly. an effort. Exactly. So, Dina, this has been awesome. Um, tell us, I know you have some freebies for our audience, so can you talk about that? Yes, I have two on my website. If you go to dinarobison.com, and that's spelled D-I-N-A-R-O-B-I-S-O-N.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, on the homepage, you can uh, click to get to my free audio, Six Ways to Begin Deliberately Attracting Your Soulmate Now, and it's a 30-minute or so audio um, which is basically six things that you can do now that can get you on that track, um, the track that, you know, is starting to deliberately attract that we were talking about here. And then um, I have a pop-up box that comes up uh, when you're on my site that, um, allowing you to opt in for uh, Attract Your Soulmate Online Without Wasting Time mini course, which is an audio and um, also a PDF booklet, a little workbook with uh, everything from how to choose the best site for you, how to do the profile picture, your profile, um, to make your soulmate just um, be drawn to your profile, um, and how to um, not waste time as well because online dating can be draining. So how to just really... um, get that more focused and these are the things that work for me. I attracted my husband, you know, six weeks online and they've also worked for my clients as well. So I share some stories about that um, in that course. Um, but it's really good tips for just kind of getting to the point online. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and thank you for the beautiful work that you do out in the world and for helping so many women connect to their soulmate from their soul. Thank you for having me here. It's um, been a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening in today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye.